Boom. We start off our weekends with some bad news. But welcome back to Seminal Sideline 365. I say bad news. It's it's recruiting. It's not really actually bad news on the grand scheme of things. But bad if you are looking forward to the upcoming season in any regard. Florida State loses the battle for one of the two recruits that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Jalen Key, who we knew we were going to be in the battle with. We talked about it with Ohio State, Alabama, um, amongst other programs. Ole Miss, I believe, was one of the final three or four teams that he, uh, he announced. Um, and we talked about it. Florida State got the first visit, I believe, for him. Once again, he grew up uh, it was very close to Florida State, went to Goodby High School right in Tallahassee, uh, or right next to Tallahassee. You had the inside – it seemed like you had the inside road on this guy. Great experience. One year left, popped off at UAB, was going to be able to solidify that, that safety room with you only having two scholarship players or two players with experience, two scholarship players with experience on the roster right now. And he was going to be a plug-and-play piece based on what you had lo uh, lost with Travis Jay, um, Amari Cooper, among others, leaving from that room. But it turns out that the pitch from Alabama is just too sweet, right? You are still not at that level where you can out-recruit Alabama when they really want somebody. And I say that things, you know, it's not like to say you know, that we haven't got a guy here or there uh, from the high school poor, uh, high school class from Bama that we wanted. But I think when Bama wants a guy, they're going to get a guy. And they got a guy like he due to a number of things. And I think it's interesting based on what he said, why he chose Alabama, right? He points out in his statement, I chose Alabama because it was a defensive scheme wise, the best fit for me in my game. Not really sure what that means. Um, he, he said about Florida state that they used their, their defensive backs in multiple different ways. So I, I think that was kind of a push. Also the resources they have, is in a place ultimately to give players an advantage at the next level and also after football, whether it be two or 10 years from now, uh, after there is none. So I think that's very interesting to point out there. The resources they have in place to ultimately give players an advantage at the next level and also after football. Let's take, you know, uh, take that as it may be. Um, is that saying academically? Is that saying and I, you know, setting them up uh, with the right, you know, did Florida State not make a good enough pitch as, you know, we're going to give you resources, uh, financial literacy, um, uh, you know, connections. Do they not talk up enough off the football field? What do we take care of you outside of football after your pro career? Or if you don't have a pro career, what do those things look like? Maybe there's too much of a pitch on this season and what you can make a difference today with Florida State football. Uh, and this may not be a, you know, I don't think this is a subtweet of Florida State football, but I think it's very interesting what he said about resources and the way that they pitch those resources. Now, when he's talking about going to the next level, I don't think, you know, Florida State fans, we talked about DBU, and, and we do have some talented players at the next level uh, for the defensive secondary. But you can't compete with uh, Alabama right now in that regard. Alabama, since 2020, I believe it is, has had at least seven players in the defensive backfield drafted. That is compared to three from Florida State. And Florida State's only had one player since in the last few years within the first three rounds of the draft, and that was Asante Samuel. Meanwhile, Alabama's had, I think, three plus, four plus within the first three rounds drafted, including this year when they had, just in the just in the entire draft of this past year, they had three players drafted in the defensive backfield. So when we're comparing, when we're comparing, and I'm going to, sorry, I pulled up the wrong thing, but we're comparing things here. Look who they had drafted this year. They had Brian Branch. They had Jordan Battle, uh, DeMarco uh, 
Helms. And then you know, the list goes on. Another defensive back, another defensive back. another, And this is just in the last two years, another defensive back. Now you look at Florida State, it's gone kind of dry, right? Jamie Robinson, what later than FSU media was talking about, went to the fifth round. He, he slid down. Wasn't a good look for Florida State. Asante Samuel was the last great product we had come out of this program, right? That was two years ago. He, he's, it seems like he's been in the NFL forever now with the Chargers, and, he, and he's doing well. Um, but he was your first, last guy that was in the first three rounds of the NFL draft at the defensive back level. Then you go to Hosma Scouts somehow. He's a sixth-rounder. Um, but that's your last guy since 2020 to get drafted as a defensive back. Now you have to go – look how deep you have to go to look at Marquez White, Jalen Ramsey back in 2016. The, you know, our production of defensive backs – has been lacking. We know that. If we we've seen our defense in, in years past with the Willie Taggart era, the, the end of the Willie uh, of the Jimbo Fisher era, and how we struggled early on with Mike Norvell, we knew we were mi- we were missing our secondary player playmakers, right? And I think we knew the pitch against for Alabama was going to be we can get you to the next level. Just look at our track record. And I think this ultimately did hurt Florida State. I ultimately do believe it did because we had the inside track. We had the hometown advantage. Play at home, start at home. We have a, you know, we have all the tools. You, you, and you're going to have playing time, right? It wasn't like we we weren't able to offer this kid playing time because look at what we have, right? We have Akeem Den, Shaheem Brown. That's it. It, it, it. You know, we were able to pitch hometown playing time, do it in front of your family. Here you go, compete for an ACC championship, and you weren't able to get the guy. So it had to come down to the next level, next level proven production. I think that that's where we we slid a little bit, right? Going against a team like uh, Alabama, a program like Alabama. So now we go to what's next, and, and and how concerned do we need to be? I'm very concerned. We look at this depth chart right now, right? Uh, you know, ex, you know, expecting KJ Kirkland to step in and be in the rotation is scary for me, right? When you're going, when you're trying to be competing for an ACC championship, I think it's ACC championship or bust for this team this year, right? That is the expectations. And we know what we have in Keen Dent. Shaheen Brown's still developing as a player, and I think he showed a lot of good flashes last year. But it's scary what you have here. So I wonder if they're going to start looking at shifting different guys around. The other thing we talked about is that they're going to be hosting the Juco kid this weekend. And we talked about him uh, early last week, late late last week. Ashton Barker out of Iowa Western Community College. I, I think it's a lock that you get this guy now. The issue is, is that he has no playing time either. He's basically a high school recruit. He transferred out of high school to this community college in Iowa, and he has five offers, right? His best offer is probably Ball State or Jacksonville State, right? I don't think Oregon – he was visiting Oregon State, I believe, this past weekend. Uh, I'm not – I don't believe they offered him. So this is your backup plan. This was Florida State's backup plan, a JUCO kid with zero experience too. This is what scares me, Right. I think they went all in on Jalen Key, and you swung and you missed. Your pitch wasn't good enough. Fuller couldn't lock it down. He was your lead recruiter on this, right? He's in charge, director of recruiting for the defensive side, and he couldn't lock this down. And that that's that's troubling, right? So, what are your thoughts? Do you think this is a big, big miss for Florida State? Do you think this is no? We're still, you know, not a huge miss. We still got talented guys in the room. Is it going to affect the outcome of the year? Or do you think this is something drastic has to be done in the portal? We have to. Because I looked in the portal. I'm not sure who you go after. 
with that much, you know, there isn't another Jalen Key, a top 20 transfer portal guy available at the safety position that I saw. But pr- let me know in the chat, who do you think we should go after? Who is available? Because I don't think, no offense to Ashley Barker, but I see him as a developmental. He needs at least one or two years in this program to be impactful. We can't expect this guy to come in and make an impact right away, right? Heaven forbid Akeem Dent gets hurt or Shaheen Brown gets banged up. What do we do, right? And we we saw this team last year struggle in, in little bursts last year, uh, you know, on some deep plays, right? We saw it early in the Florida game, early in that game. We saw it in the Oklahoma game at times. You know, this defense is always locked down, right? And you lost your best one of your defensive back, back in Jamie Robinson. So how concerned are you that you missed out on him, uh, on Jalen Key? And who do you think we need to go after? And does this affect your prediction of win totals for the next upcoming season? Do you think Florida State is still an ACC potential winner? Or do you think unless they address this need right away, that we should be concerned? That's it. I'm not going to drag this out. But I think, once again, I'm not going to lambast Norvell and Fuller and say, you know, this is a huge loss and it's going to bring the program back and it shows they can't close because we know they can close right in the portal, right? But it just shows it's a it's it's a reality check too that Florida State is not yet on the level of Alabama in terms of that pitch. Alabama is still Alabama, and they can get the guys that they want to get in my eyes. But let me know if you disagree. Thanks for the time. Have a great weekend. Don't let this bother you. Have a great weekend. We'll let you know if anything breaks, and hopefully we'll get some good Keon Coleman news. Maybe that will offset this a little bit for me. So have a great weekend, guys. Let me know in the chat what you think, and take care. See. You.